Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 386 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sophia, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aidla Weiss. We missed you, Colin! Uh, we also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Psykit. Hello! And we have our Inhuman Resource Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Uh, now, if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out, or well, I hope we're hanging out in-game, um, in open at the Orange Signed Well, it's not at the Orange Signed Winder Bar anymore. It's really at the Leave Station Bar. Um if you can't get to us in-game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, click on the live chat, or go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio, or go to YouTube, or go to Facebook and Twitter, apparently. So, yay! Hello to everybody in the chat room. We see you. So, let's have a quick uh, glance around the team, see what they've been up to for this week. So, we'll start with Commander Shan. Oh, this week, uh, gaming-wise, I've now completed Mass Effect 1 and have now moved on to Mass Effect 2 in the uh, Legendary Edition. The good kind one. Of, well, I don't know, actually. I'm kind of, it's very different to Mass Effect 1 in terms of gameplay and, and things. I'm still trying to get my head around some of it, but uh, I'm there for the story, I think, more than the gameplay, which I, 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 I'd forgotten how much I missed Bioware RPGs, you know, when they were done well. So uh, I've enjoyed Mass Effect 2. Um, real shand-wise, um, the little kitten is a um, chopped little kitten. Now it went to have its um, neutering operation today. So a little bit little bit uh, apprehensive when he went in. But when he came back, um, the anaesthetic has 
sent him hyperactive. Um, literally, he's a kitten blur around the lounge for the last eight hours. And um, he did actually fail one of the tests we set him earlier in the week. In that we, we had uh, one of the first wasps of the year. And uh, Hobbs, of course, who'd been stung before by a wasp, knew not to play with it. Um, but Little Kitten didn't. So Little Kitten got stung by a wasp, which was fortunately, you know, he was okay. He went out for a bit. But then the next day, but then today, he found um, a wasp that I'd squished on the floor. And the wasp was like wriggling around and stinging. And he then decided to try and eat said wasp. So after being stung, after playing with the wasp, he then gets nearly gets stung again by trying to eat one. And for my mind, that is a failure of the wasp test. Did you think you'd have learned? That's that's muggy, I think. Okay, um, Ben, what have you been up to this week? Hello? Am I the only one here? Sorry, I'm still here. I'm I'm just trying to not cough my lungs up on on air. Ah. (laughs) Uh, There we go. No, might be there. Uh, The highlight of my week, as I was saying, was Sunday when I joined the lovely Psykit and Mal on their little their little thing. Um, So that that was that was much fun. I I think I don't know what they think, but I think it was fun. Um. Oh, I also had the mixed pleasure of going to see the. Can somebody else take over for a second? Absolutely. Okay. Okay, it's like it. Can you tell us what you've been up to this week? Oh, uh, not well, much. Well, well, Ben, Ben's allowed to say to leave him. <laughs> I thought we were going to finish Ben's sentence for him. So, what <laughs> do you think Ben went to see? Um. Oh, oh. God. Oh, I don't even. No. I don't even know what's out at the cinema. All I. All I've got is I'm blinkered towards Wandavision, and I can't stop thinking about not Wandavision. Um, uh, Multiverse of Madness, and I'm very excited about it. Very, so ben, very excited about it. So I think Ben went to see the remake of Mary Poppins. That's not in the cinema. Oh, oh, he didn't go and see Morbius, did he? I did. Oh, I bet oh, you went no. to some Morbius. Oh no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw Morbius, and we'll leave it at that. I think. Oh no. Well, if your mum <laughs> says if you can't see anything nice. Did you not? Want, did, you not did you not fancy going and seeing the Northman or something? Because I hear that's the uh, film of the moment. I don't. Think, I don't even know if that was on. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was on when I went to see it. Anyway. Um. So I, 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 yeah, I did see that. I mean, it wasn't terribly bad. It was just, what are you playing at Sony? Um, oh, we've got license to all these Spider-Man characters. We were trying to do our own cinematic universe. <laughs> and they still managed to fuck it up. Yeah, they've got access to all these characters. And, you know, Morbius is a great character. Mm-hmm. Is it, um, is how it was really... How was that? Was Matt? I've heard that Matt, Matt, Matt Smith, Smith carries it because oh, he's gotcha. fantastic. Matt Smith was brilliant. Okay, I'll allow that. <laughs> um, you know, Jared yeah, Leto I... wasn't that bad either. I mean, the acting was fine. It's just, what the hell are you playing up with the storyline, guys? Uh, <laughs> I, I got and... told. I, I was listening to the the last ever Mark and uh, Mark and uh, Kermode 
Mark Hermod and Simon Mayo podcast, and they said that actually Jared Leto, he wasn't even the best Jared in the same film. Yeah, you're another, right there, actually. Uh, there's another Jared actor oh, with the, yeah, the Jared. Um, oh, God, it's the guy who plays, from The Expanse, who plays, um, what the hell's his name? Anderson Dawes. He plays Anderson Dawes in The Expanse. Oh, all right, gotcha. Um, and he's absolutely chuffing brilliant in it as well. He's fucking brilliant in everything. Yeah, the act, the acting was fine. Just as a trivia question, has Sony ever had a successful movie franchise? I would, I would point point you very heavily in the direction of Spider Man because I think that's done relatively well. Um, don't one, quote me on that. One and two, the Tobey Maguire ones. The one and two, certainly one. very good. Yeah, I, uh, see, I really like. I really like Spider Man Three. I th- I really enjoyed that movie. I know loads of people trashed it, but for me, I really liked it. No, it, I know. I think Spider Man first one was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, one. yeah. There's Winterman. He says the X Men, the X Men franchise. X Men's fantastic. One, two, first... died on three. <laughs> Not X Men so no, Origins then. Wolverines either. <laughs> Yeah. So the answer um, to my question is no. Then it's, it has it has two films and then they've it not dies. Mani- they've, they've not managed to maintain a successful franchise. Well, I don't know. You could argue that the X Men series it it does seem to go good film, good, good film, bad film, good film, good film, bad film, and it just it just seems all going round on that. Yeah. They always seem to be able not be able to to land the final. They've tried twice to do the. The Phoenix Saga, and oh god, it failed both times. But it failed both times. Isn't that the same Bond films? So Bond films goes good, bad, good, bad, don't they? No, that's Star Trek. No, they think Star Trek. You don't. The even Star Trek films are really, really good. The odd ones are the the weaker ones. Well, well, there was this theory with elite expansions as well, wasn't there? But we'll go on. Oh, for goodness' sake! I couldn't resist. It had to be naughty. Anyway, we need, we need to get the buzz of right. Shan again, don't we? We are. We're going to get. Uh, we're going to have to break out the Shan negativity meter. We will have to. It, it's just getting ridiculous. Right. Um, on to uh, psychic. Um, not that much. Not that much. Oh. Had a li- had a little flutter on the national, as uh, as I want to do. Didn't didn't win. Um, obviously. Um. Because I play stupid bets and I don't really pay attention to horse racing. Um, I just pick the ones which have the pretty colours or the grey horses or the or the names that mean something. Um, so that was that was a bit of fun. Um, in game, I was getting ready for um, the old uh, PvP event, and then Saturday just disappeared on me, so I didn't actually get to do it, which was really annoying. Um, but they then extended it until the Sunday, and I was super excited. And then the tick happened, and the war ended. So it was just sort of slow. I wasn't going to get to do that at all, and um, I will get over it. Um, but yeah, aside from that, it's been been kind of kind of a quiet week. Right. Um, so, sorry, I was going to ask uh, Sai about the national. So, did you choose the horses, or you did, or was it a work thing? We or or between friends, we pick. The horse names out of a hat or something. No, I went on the I went on the website and I looked at all the names of the horses and I went, oh, I'm going to put a bet on those ones. And I got the one that came in. I got a bet on the one that came in second, and the one that came in fifth. 
And I also had a bet on the one that came in seventh. But our Bucky's was only paying out to the sixth horse. So I was a little bit annoyed. <laughs> but it was good fun. I, I, it's like a family tradition. It's the one thing that that me and my sister and my mum do. We, and we like message each other the names of the horses that we've put bets on and stuff. The only time I've ever won on the horses was I won £3.25 at school. Because it was like a speech state where you kind of picked a name. yeah. Out of, a, out of a hat and you put 10p in or something like that and I won like £3.20 worth of 10p's and that was the my first and only ever flutter on the horses How about you Colin? You do much on horses and stuff? I'm allergic to them so I don't bother I, I like horses um, but you, you've bet on horses one more time than I have Shan Um so, uh, so Colin, in ge- betting in general to me, I consider a mugs game. It, it is. I mean, what, in general, I consider a mugs game. Frankly, what was it described uh, as the, the lottery attacks on the stupid? I think. Oh, idiot tax. And, uh, and and Colin, if you're allergic to horses, that obviously doesn't extend to alpacas. Horses well, aren't alpacas. Yes, there are completely different species, Shan. Which I I thought that would be obvious. I would have thought that a, a Shan of all people would know. Well, yes, it's it's a different make of animal. You know, I, I, I'm, you know, I think Shan, as far as Shan's concerned, if it's not him or his brood or his cats, I don't think he actually cares. Oh, we, have, we have a dog we care about as well. So. Oh, yeah, sorry, dog. Dog too. Oh, Chris isn't in here. Where is Chris? Have you, have you lost a Chris? I've lost a Chris. It said, it said Chris was in his hangar. Oh, no, Chris is coming into his... Oh, I've never seen this before. This is exciting. Or are you seeing someone actually land in front of you? I'm seeing Chris's landing and turning around in front of me. And my God, that that pad jiggles and janks on its way round and back to you. Um, Little Riggin has suggested the Kung Fu Panda series. Oh, that's actually that's that's quite fair. That, those three films are really really good. Yeah. So this, I want to. Can I gush for a second, please? Okay, gush away. So. Right, Chris has just landed in front of me. So, hi, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how we're on the pad and it turns around and then it slides backwards? Well, to stop yes. you running out um, over while there's nothing there, there's a barrier that basically folds down and stops you from going. Mm-hmm. That's re- I, I'm, I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm impressed there. This makes me happy. That's a nice attention to detail. Well done, Frontier. Yeah, it does the same thing when the Apex Taxi leaves. You know, when you, you leave the Apex yeah. Taxi and you turn around to watch it go, you'll see a barrier come up that okay. means that you can't go into the launch site. Oh, Chris is running in back into the main thing. Okay, well, I guess we're going this way then. So, yeah, I'd never seen that before. I, I'm very... I, this makes me happy. Hmm. Well... Anyway, as you were. As you were, right. Um, let's see, what have I been up to? Um a little bit of streaming, not much, and um, uh, got hopelessly addicted to Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. Uh, yes, that's all your fault, Colin. Yeah, and um, I, I need to stop that. I, I really do. It's one of these games which is taking up too much to, of my time, and I really have got to stop playing it. Uh, Stream it and then say, "Well, I'm, I'm not playing it because I have to play it. I'm playing because I want to stream it." No, because then everyone will see how bad I am at it. Because it, it is like XCOM, 
I, I hate it when I lose a ship. It's like it's like X Wing, the RPG kind of thing that you play, the board game, and <laughs> um, and XCOM had a game, had a had a baby. Yeah. It, oh, you see, now that's talking my language, and I've never seen Battlestar Galactica, and now what, I want to play it. What? What? Look, 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 like avo- avoid that because it's it's. I've, there's a lot of things I haven't seen that are, are, are sci-fi related. I'm working my way through them. Give me time. But so we need to, we need to have, uh, we need, need to have a word with Little Begin here because obviously it's like your education is 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 severely lacking. Lacking. You you really really need to to see the Battlestar Galactica. She'll be saying she hasn't watched Babylon Five next. <laughs> okay, no, that's under- that's understandable. She's too young. I haven't even sat through all of the Star Wars movies, so it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Don't worry. Just stop after episode two. Well, right. episode five. I, right. See, I really like the last one, so um, that I might that might be problematic. Well, hang on, hang on. You like the Disney ones? Yeah, I really enjoyed them. Okay. I can accept episode seven, and episode <laughs> nine is as good as it could have been following the shambles and... And debacle that was episode eight. <laughs> in my opinion. Oh dear. Right. The game in question is a turn-based ship combat game. Turn, uh, so basically, it's a it's a war game, turn-based, and you basically give instructions to your ships, and your opponents give instructions to their ships, and then the, all the movement happens at the same time. Uh, and effectively, uh, you have to see. You know, obviously, person who uh, has the most ships left at the end of the encounter wins. Um, the thing is about this game is it's like, as as Ben said earlier, it's like XCOM. Um, there's a campaign that runs through it, and you, you get really attached to your ships. And of course, when you lose one of your ships, you go, ah, not ship such and such name. And um, yeah, it's. Um, uh, actually, I, I can't really describe how much I really love this type of game. So is there uh, a little person counter so that when you lose a ship, the number of people that belong to the human race ticks down? No, it doesn't, um, because it's set during the first Cylon War. So this is the, uh, for those of you who do not know, um, there is the 12 colonies of Cobol. And they invent these things called Cylons, who are basically robots. The robots develop artificial in- intelligence, and then realize they don't want to be the slaves of the of the humans in the in the colonies. So they rebel, and they decide that actually we're going to do more than rebel. We're going to wipe out the human race. Uh, and then this is you defending the twelve colonies um, after. Uh, after the Cylons rebel. Uh, Commander Ventura has asked, is this after Caprica? Because there's, there's a TV series called Caprica. Yeah. The 12 colonies of Cobalt. Yes. It's, it's uh, the 12 colonies of a computer language from the 1960s. <laughs> and you have to basically defend these 12 planets against the constant Cylon attack. And it really is... Um, yeah, it's like XCOM. I've, I've in noticed- a good way. With spaceships instead of soldiers. Well, I, I love that at the after you've gone and done the thing, you can like now watch it in real time, and it goes off and gives you like cinematic angles of like your vipers flying in and oh yeah, and that, then, that 
is. I was like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's one of the highlights of the of the entire game. Is that basically after you've played your encounter, what it's done is it's gone and done um, a lot of uh, AI work to to work out what the camera angle should be, and basically you know, it, it's it's like the. Yeah, it's it's like the Burrs had, had actually gone and done this in the style of the Battlestar Galactica TV series, and it's really, really um, atmospheric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to send you a video of my latest encounter, but it's six minutes long, Ben, so I don't, I don't think I don't it would work. I don't know how long that one I sent you was. Yeah. So how does it determine who or what destroys what? Is it just sheer numbers, or is it ship class, or can you change the build of your ship? To be more tanky or more glass canny or something. No, there there are certain different types of ships, so you end up with different ba- types of battle star, di- different types of uh, cruiser, different types of uh, carrier or frigate, and different types of vipers. And you have to basically select, build up your fleet made of these different ships, and obviously select the munitions that they're going to use, uh, and then basically you've got to guide them through the battle. And uh, yeah, it's oh, it just this is one of the things. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I thought I'll, I'll just have one turn. Next thing I know, everyone else had gone to bed, and I was thinking, what time is it? And what of course, I look. One turn. Um, one turn is is basically uh, one one pew pew mission. No, no. Uh, one turn is basically one turn on the map. You know, you got end turn on the on yeah. the command map. Yeah. That's what I call one term, which sometimes could be two or three missions, depending on how many encounters the the map has thrown at you. So, yes, it's it's too good. How did we miss this? Yeah, I know. That's that's one of the things that I've been saying. So is it Um, a completed game? Was it one of these early access games? No, no, it's completed. It finished in 2017. It finished in 2017. No, actually, it was released in 2017. They've finished last uh, 2020. They've done two season passes uh, with a whole load of missions, which uh, basically um, uh, have fleshed out the story. Because before there was there was 12 story missions, and and obviously the main campaign, which was happening in the background. And since then, they've gone and added a whole load of other stuff on top. Two seasons worth. Uh, and um yeah and of course the last one they did was they put the, the the actual ships from the tv series in so that you could actually do proper skirmish maps with that so you could probably fly about with the the pegasus and the galactica against um all the modern cylon ships and recreate battles from the tv series and that's fun i had my backside handed to me on a plate on a regular basis but it's still fun Anyway, um, moving on from there, I think we should talk about the development news of this other game called Elite Dangerous. I think that's what's all that about then. Yeah, well, we've had um, obviously Frameshift Live and uh, the Discovery Scanner, which came out on Monday. Uh, the last Frameshift Live um, was, let's just say light on details about any future development um however there was a hint that there was another patch coming at some point with a nod and a wink um we're not going to show the clip so ventura doesn't doesn't have to panic <laughs> but um this is the 
I've listened to other podcasts and they, they, they seem to be a bit confused by this. To me, it seemed that it was quite simply a, yeah, there is something else coming, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But there was another people, other people thinking, does this mean that something's coming or not? Because they couldn't make up their mind whether he was shaking his head or nodding. Well, there's definitely going to be an update 12. Yeah. I think so, but um, it's all a question of when, I suppose, and what's in it. Do Did they say, is it going to be a bug fix patch, or is it going to be a content no, no. patch, or don't we know yet? No, there was nothing like that at all. All we had was, is there going to be an update tw- uh, update patch tw- uh, 12, and we went, um, the, we cannot see anything while Arth nodded, nudged, and winked. Um yeah. And said that you get in yeah. trouble. We for are it. not allowed to say nothing. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. I mean, to me, that says yes, something is in the works, but um, we can't talk about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, just but yeah, to a blind man. <laughs> and of course, just that one action has now caused a. I think it's six-page thread in the forums. Only six. <laughs> Only six. Mm-hmm. No, trust me, we'll touch on what's really been igniting the forums later. Um, the other news that they had for us this time is that they are still working out, uh, working on figuring how the console transfers would work. Um, now, I was, I was talking to a couple of people about this, and I think a lot of people are thinking, well, I think it's it's going to be okay to actually transfer the data. It's whether or not Sony and Microsoft will actually let it go because um, there's a whole load of legal ramifications about you know how much of a cut Xbox and um, the Sony network get from uh, from players that play on console and having them leave that network to spend money in the Frontier Store. Go on, Sean. No, I'm just trying to get my head around that theory because, as I understand it, does the data reside in Microsoft or Sony data centers as part of their cloud, or does it reside on um, Frontier servers on the, in in Amazon? Because if the da- if the servers and the data belongs to Frontier, then surely Sony and Code don't have any claim on it. And if they do have a claim on saved gaming information that's stored on another company's servers, then for me that opens a whole can of worms as to what happens to my gameplay in any game I play that belongs to or that is run by Sony or Microsoft. Well, actually, one thing I'd recommend you do is, is have a look at some of the points that were raised in the Epic versus Apple um, trial, because at that point, um, a lot of the mechanics of what happens in the background with these networks are actually un- is unveiled. And um, there's an awful lot of... Um, for instance, I, I think that the commander data, etc., will still reside on the, the, um, the server's with Frontier. However, 
the fact that it's linked to the Xbox account does mean that um, Microsoft is due any share of the arcs that that player buys. So, because of something called GDPR, we have the right to ask Sony and Microsoft what data they store about us, about Elite Dangerous, for example. Because well, if, well, if, 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 Frontier may well, may well be the data controller, mm-hmm. but if Sony and Microsoft have any dealings with their personal data, they are the data processor, and so therefore... If we request, ah. they are obliged to tell us. But isn't that only for servers that exist in this country? No. Right. Well, I'm quite sure that you can work out the legal documents to make the request then, Shan. I'm probably sure I can, but it's, it's just a whole <laughs> it's it's just a whole can of worms. Um, that yeah, and that's I don't know, probably what they have to deal with. I'm not sure. I, I think it's. I think it's more simple than that. But as uh, as, as Winston you, um, said, if the data resides on Frontier servers, it belongs to Frontier. So I guess we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. I, whatever it is, I suspect it's harder than we think it is because everything is. It does seem to be. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm of the opinion, being involved with doing data transfers at the moment it's probably a legal issue not a technical issue that they've got to kind of sort through so yeah anyway um now they did say that they will be at at lavecon in some capacity uh which was very nice didn't say any what kind of capacity that might be might be official, might be just CMs or developers turning up unofficially. Um, and we got a nice shout-out uh, yet again um, from Bruce and Arv. And can I just, put, just, can I just say that um, does anybody think, does anybody want Bruce as a wingman? Only if he's rocking the double denim. <laughs> if it's Bruce or Shan... I Please. genuinely think I'd take Shan. Oh. Absolutely fucking Bruce. Jesus Christ. Thank you, Ben. Wow. That's that's something. Nah, is it, I mean, Shan, I expect... Well, I expect to shoot, Bruce to shoot me in the back as well. Yeah, I think we should ask the chat. Chat, um, if, you, if you want, put um, Bruce or Shan into which who you would prefer as a, as a, as a teammate. <laughs> Just so that we have a vague collection of, of uh, <laughs> where people stand on that. That'd be nice to see. Um, apart from that, yeah, it, I do think it's quite funny when Arth begins to lose his temper. He goes a little uh, John Cleese because he was... Thank you, chat. Look, I'm getting get a vote of confidence here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Phoenix Blue's got a good point. My back would hurt from carrying Bruce. <laughs> Dear, yeah, well, it, it, yeah. From from the response we've had, it looks like. Um, oh no, hang on. Oh, I, I should have. I should have put a. I should have put a counter on the on this, shouldn't I? Because it started off with Shan winning quite strongly, you know, but Bruce has caught up. Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> Actually, it's about 50-50. Oh, Jonathan T-Time makes a very good point. He wants Bruce as his wingman because Shan would actually manage to shoot him in the back. 
That is a very valid point. Actually, the last time I played, we played with some devs. Do you remember we did with um, with Stephen? We had the uh, rares run, didn't we? Where you lot were trying to drop rare goods oh, yes, off yes, yes, yes. at the uh, stations with Stephen in them. Yeah, and myself and someone else were trying to. Um, You're trying to introduce us them. something. Yeah, I, I missed the stream. What? What did they actually they, say? They said there are other po- podcasts that exist and listed Hutton and Lave. And uh, I think maybe loose screws. Uh, I can't. I cannot remember. I cannot remember. Um, what did we have? Um, also, we had Discovery Scanner um, on Monday, which was a Zach, the return of the Zach, um, doing the Discovery Scanner. So it just went through the top people from the community goal. Um, from the Taurus Mining Ventures community goal. Um, reminded everyone that the Wick and Beware race is starting on Saturday and did went through some commanded creations, so um, like a, a 3D print. Do you not think that brain tree is amazing? The brain tree was amazing, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then obviously some Lego as well. Because, well, we all love Lego. Actually, here, right, question for another question for, for everyone. Yeah, I love all this Lego and it's all great, but. Are commanders who are, u- who are creating lovely spaceships using 3D Lego building tools on the web, is that cheating or is that, does it still count? If you believe the Lego movies, they're not master builders if they use the instructions. Well, they're, not, they're not using instructions, but you know, they're using 3D toolkits on the web that allow you to build Lego models. Absolutely, because Lego is expensive. Oh, yeah. If, so if, if Lego wasn't, like, a ridiculous amount of money, like, like proper big models and stuff, I would have so much of it in my house. But it's a lot of money, especially the sort of stuff that I want to make. Yeah, that's true. That is true. On Tuesday, there was an update on the forums confirming that, and I quote, after spending some time to observe the effects of the planetary tech issue while weighing up the cost to resolve it, we have decided to focus those resources elsewhere. Reducing or preventing the tiling effect would require a deep overhaul of fundamental systems, which in turn would disrupt other aspects of the game. This would inevitably take time away from developing and improving other elements, such as performance, bug fixes, and new content. We cannot justify this level of change and a regeneration of the galaxy in Elite. This is unlikely to change in the future, so the issue will be closed, freeing up votes on the tracker for other issues. Yeah, effectively, they've said, we've looked at this, but it's too difficult. (laughs) Which is understandable because looking at what the kind of the amount of work that would be needed for this, you're looking at probably rewriting a lot of Odyssey and then having to do a bake in again to make sure that all the places are in the all the installations aren't halfway in a planet. I know from speaking to the developers how much work they had to do for the bake in, even though a lot of it is obviously proc gen and the things mm-hmm. are placed dynamically there's still man a lot of manual work there as well yeah because the the first thing i mean when you think about it is first of all you've got to cover all the bases the obvious ones like um 
all the engineer bases, you've got to make sure that they're okay. You've got to make sure that every single place that they've put in, such as, you know, all the Inara bases, or Inra bases, rather. Um, the and Guardian all the, stuff as well, because it's a yeah. nightmare to land near Guardian stuff anyway, you know. Yeah. Anything bigger uh, than the AM Explorer. Yeah, they've got to make sure that all that is still in the same way, to, uh, matching the new tech. So, um it's it's um it's a it's a difficult one because I know on the forums we've they've, I've been involved in a lot of discussions about people with people really annoyed about uh, the planetary tech, uh, the new planetary tech rather, and wanting the old horizons tech to be prevalent. The problem that I have with that is that I've actually started to really enjoy the new planetary tech, and I'm 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 flipped the other way. I. I find it difficult to go back to the old horizon stuff um i mean uh, it, that is just me but i mean uh, i mean uh, do you think it's the first of all let's let's start off um ben do you think it's the right call yes i do think it's the right call um i think they fixed the issue a little bit already obviously uh earlier on and they fixed a lot of it it's not perfect but it's in inverted commas good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I can understand how people can't unsee the repeating patterns. I get that, but the planets also look nice. Yes, I also understand that the planets aren't as I think I want to say exciting or dramatic really? as they were in Horizons. Ah, well, you see, this is where you and I, I diverge on opinion. I because miss those big canyons and cliffs and things like that. Why are we flying into the ground and going to die? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm just enjoying it happening on stream. Uh, you see, the thing is, I find in Horizon the outliers, the, you know, the, the really yeah. exciting planets are better. But yes. your average planet... Yeah, exactly. Uh, the average planets are better in Horizon. Uh, sorry, in Odyssey. In Odyssey, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, as you say, the the outliers are amazing, but there are a bajillion Lave twos for every Pomash three Cs. We can't land on Lave two. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Shan, your turn. Yeah, I'm in kind of in. In two minds, or in, in two in two ways of thinking about this, was this the right move for where they are now? I, I think, regretfully, it probably is, because you kind of have to draw a line on something, and you have to recognise the sunk cost fallacy when you see it, you know, where you just keep throwing resources at something in the vain hope it will, uh, it will come good. So was it the right decision for now? Probably yes. But, you know, with my hindsight thing, it's like, well, it shouldn't have got to this point. And, you know, it should have been picked up in testing. It, they, they may they maybe have done something about it originally. Um, the other thing that slightly concerns me is they talk about future content and stuff that's coming, but we still have no idea what's coming. And if you were cynical, you could say, well, actually, the game's going into maintenance mode, so they're not going to spend any more time and money on it. And they're just keeping the uh, the hook baited. So I don't know, but was it the right decisions for now? 
regretfully, I think it was. Okay, psychic. Um, your break call. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just from sort of like more personal experience, um, the I, I'm very I'm very much of a similar mind to you, Colin. Like the um, there there is a, where we don't have a a, a pomesh, for example, where we don't have a pomesh, we have. There are. I flew to a planet the other day that had canyons for days, and while they weren't the straight up and downs that and Pamesh had, because of the way that the planet tree generation happens now, and it allows for more curves and more sort of like natural natural forming things, I still personally feel that there is other stuff that, for me at least, in the in the way that I play elite, that is would potentially be better directed mm-hmm. that energy towards, if that makes sense. Yeah. A, a, a bit of deal to ask a question. Sorry, I'm sorry. That. Do we think if Dr. K was still around, it would have made a difference? Absolutely not. At not. All. No. Not at all. And she said that herself. So, um, yeah. she's um, She was quoted on saying that the reason that they've changed the planetary tech is for is for the future so that it's easier to put things in um easier to put things in for uh future updates so different kind of um oh what what was the way that she described the certain is it biomes yeah, biomes. I think was the yeah. Specific. There's, there's certain geomes. Dif- it was geomes. geomes. That's it. And biomes. They they had something on Disney Plus about Star Wars biomes. That's why I was getting oh. um, better get a bit confused. Um, but yeah, it's, she sort of said that the, the new planetary tech will allow them to add more um, geomes to to the system easier than it, it would in in Odyssey. Uh, sorry, in Horizons. Um, the other thing that I've got to say is I did notice those patterns quite a lot until update eight and then after update eight i was seeing an awful lot less of them because there was yeah, an art, art update with update yeah, they've, they've definitely disguised it better haven't they mm. i feel i also yeah. I, I do and and this isn't just because i'm not looking for them as well i just want to clarify that that like i don't care so i'm not looking for them when i approach a planet and i approach a lot of planets because like especially recently i've been looking for a shit ton of um odyssey materials and stuff so there were a lot of different planets that i've been approaching i don't think i've i've noticed it and i do i think it's habit that we still look for that tiling because our as humans our eyes like to find patterns yeah so for them to have been able to hide it that well or um hide it as well as they as well as they have is um it's credit to them in my opinion well the the other thing you've got to take into account is the fact that um you and i probably psychic are we're looking for the atmospheric planets aren't we these these repeated patterns are more obvious on the old horizons atmosphere less planets because obviously there's not enough geomes there there's not well, enough variety will appear, just will appear on every planet though don't they they don't they don't just have to be because i've just been going to settlements and raiding them and um not caring whether or not it's mm. an atmospheric planet so um my I'm personally of the opinion that um, it it's not there as much. If other people have uh, have had other experiences, um, 
sorry but um yeah. I, I i personally haven't noticed and also um i spoke i was speaking to um husband about this the other um the other day and he was off or he's gone off on the um the fatherhood expedition lost souls three he's gone off on that and he hasn't noticed it at all and uh, some of these are brand new systems that he's going into where the planets are being procedurally generated right then and there yeah and and he isn't noticing it either so um and he's playing a lot of elite at the moment yeah fair play to him fair play to him um yeah i mean i'm i'm of the same opinion of the the rest of you it was the right call to make the game has bigger issues that uh that need to be looked at and i think to do a complete rework of the planetary tech and the bait that goes with it would just be a a massive a, a lot of effort for very little gain in my opinion so yeah Right, um, we shall move on to the in-game events. What has been happening in-game this week? Well, not as much as usual. Um, on Thursday, the Taurus Mining Ventures operation concluded, so that was the end of that CG, uh, as, did the, um, as did the secret CG for Salvation. Uh, I didn't get anything from the Salvation thing. I handed stuff in, signed up, I... And I was in the top hundred percent, but I didn't get any any monetary reward for it, which I'm a little bit annoyed about. But is salvation off your Christmas card list then, now, Colin? Um, I'm not. I'm going to run to Ramtar and tell what tell him what salvation did. That's what I'm doing. Didn't pay me enough money. Um, on Friday, the Marlinists have rejected the Emperor's offer of protection, or becoming a protectionate. I thought this was going to be a CG. I really did, uh, but obviously, obviously not. Uh, and then on today, uh, Arissa has now accepted, Emperor Harissa has now accepted the Marlinist independence and says that no further action will be taken. Whether or not that remains to be seen, that remains, well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so, I think it's that time of the week again. this week. Um, well, there hasn't really been a major one that's highlighted, but there is the Ferdinand's Crossfire that um, has appeared on the store. Um, this looks quite nice to me. Anything with the Ferdinand's on it, it seems well. to be fine. What? Uh, it did get a tweet about it as well. Oh, did it get a tweet? Well, it then did. it must be. Yes, it got, it got a proper shout-out. Yeah, brand new in the store. Excellent. Well, I do like the look of this red one. Mind you, I think anything... the the Ferdinand's in red and silver always looks fantastic to me. So I'll be, I will probably be using my spare arcs for this one. Um, I must admit, 
since doing a lot of on-foot missions, that I'm normally I'm hitting the 400 arcs a week quite easily now. Is anyone else hitting the 400 limit? <laughs> yeah, like on a well, Monday. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not surprised you would. I actually quite like that skin. Um, and the other thing about it is it's new, isn't it? It's not one that's been dug up from the archives. It's no, a no. new skin altogether, isn't it? So I, I quite like the red one. Personally, being pedantic, I think a black and grey would look good rather than the red and the uh, the grey. But I think as a I think as a new skin, it's a good one. Excellent. Um, right. Well, I think we'll. Uh, take a short break with some adverts and then we'll come back with uh, th- a-, a main discussion. <laughs> oh, boy, space is cold in here. That commander has a cheek sitting up in his cosy and warm cockpit while we haul radioactives around his cargo bay. Oh, is it cold? I haven't noticed. Oh, that's right. Why, you're not even shivering. Maybe it's because I picked up this North Coast Cargo Bay sweater. It keeps me warm and stylish. Say, that is a nice jumper. It's made from the finest Verex wool and handcrafted by novitiates in the underground monasteries of Van Manen's Star. Wow. Where can I get one? New North Coast Cargo Bay sweaters. Be the envy of your friends. Wow, every lady from here to the Empire. Be warm and toasty, even on the tenth planet of a dying star. Now on sale at Spark and Mensa. Better now? Better? Why? I feel so warm, I'll probably never catch man flu again. Spark and Mensa. Because nothing says sexy like a neck-high jumper. public service announcement from the fuel rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will, but you can help us help you by following these easy steps. One, fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. Two, note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. Three, if you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Is your life like this? It could be like this. Depressurization. 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 
pressurization. Astrogator Tours, put some excitement back in your life. Book an adventure in the Lave Business Department. Now. And welcome back. Well, since Arf joined, we've seen um, Elite Dangerous celebrate Christmas, Halloween, and Chinese New Year. But where Elite Dangerous is set at over a thousand years in the future, and we're all born on planets that have their own sense of identity, how can we shoehorn in current Earth holidays to the lore of Elite Dangerous? And what kind of events should we have in game to celebrate with them? So, um, Ben, you've come up with some ideas for this one, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I think the the first one was obviously the brilliant, frankly, Halloween event they did. And I loved how they tied that into a, with a little spooky story and things like that. Uh, I thought that was absolutely great. The, the then, spoders underground? The, the flesh-eating spoders, do you mean? All, all, all the spookiness and... Um, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was. It was flesh eating spoders. I know it was flesh eating spoders. Okay. I remember enjoying it and thinking, this is good. Um, And then we had Christmas, obviously, where you could buy Christmas jumpers and things like that and and helmets with carrots on the the nose and stuff. And the Um, winking cat thing. um, Yeah. Uh, And then you had the Chinese New Year where I hadn't seen this before, but my God, that's a good... That's a good skin. And I, I kind of regret not spending probably 10,000 arcs or something like that to get it. But Is that the orangey, the tr- orange dragon ones? No, the cat, there's like a cat, um, a cat sort of spacesuit armor thing that looks absolutely amazing that somebody was in last week. I think it was a tiger, wasn't it? Because this yeah, it year is year of the yeah. tiger. And it looked amazing. Um, and I had, I deliberately avoided that because I, kind of I'm not a fan of these whole hey it's a holiday let's use that as an excuse to get people to spend money I don't like that I do like hey it's a holiday let's do fun something fun in game um but on the other hand that was a bloody good suit and I kind of regret not I I regret sticking to my principles and not getting it if you know what I mean <laughs> um and I, I but then again I also don't have any um I don't feel bad for Spending my, my hard-earned arcs and getting a Christmas jumper and a carrot for my nose. So yeah. for some, so for some of those, they kind of had a story around them. Yes, so the winking cats and all the other things they, away. Some they didn't. Do you think the stories were shoehorned into the Elite Universe, or do you think they did a good job of making them fit the Elite Universe and things like that? I mean, it's 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 a good enough job because I don't think it has to be perfect. I mean, it's blatantly obvious. You know, we're doing this for Christmas, but let's pretend the the winking cat is giving some stuff out, or the Federation are giving some stuff out, and things like that. You know that that's good enough for me. I must admit, I did like the uh, uh, the specialised um, flat cannons that uh, make pretty not pretty. Basically, allows oh, you to do fireworks. Are great, yes, the fireworks. Because that was the that was part of the winking cat, wasn't yes. it? It was, yeah. And yeah, I must admit, when they when they go the extra mile and put these little treasure hunts in that that give you um, 
these kind of useless but really nice cons- cosmetic rewards. I, I think that's yeah. that's a great thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've you've highlighted some. How <laughs> shall I put this? Earth based um, celebrations, like, you know, Valentine's, Easter, Halloween. I was obviously, thinking, they I was do. Thinking, what things did World of Warcraft do back when I played it? Mm. And you know, Valentine's Day, there were always um, sort of little hearts and and gnomes running around shooting arrows at people and things <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember actually one of the best fun ones I had was looking for all these eggs in some of the newbie starter zones uh, for um, for Easter. Yeah, that yeah. was great. That, that was really a lot of fun. That was just running around these new instances looking for eggs. Um, so he's in there. Maybe maybe we will go on. We have to all buy leathery eggs from. Um, uh, Ridley Scott yeah. Station. <laughs> and why not? Might be an idea. Thank it. Um, I was going to say mm-hmm. that we had, uh, uh, in answer to what Sean was saying about, um, do you feel like they've been shoe in or have they fit? Now, we had the ghost ship appear on Halloween. I remember it fondly. That was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that it was called, the, the Adamaster, is that the ship? Yeah. I'm trying to remember it was the exact around week. that time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was called the Ghost Ship, and it came out on Halloween. Um, they, they updated. Um, they did a big update on Halloween, and the um, the servers. It took an extra two hours to go live, and I literally padded for two hours, so I can very well remember it. Um, but oh, that that was um, that sorry. was right out on Halloween. And then we had the the spoders that ate everybody's flesh, and then they got picked up by the cannibal ship, and that was a full um, a full story that ha- happened on Halloween, which was also really awesome. Mm. Um, so I, I don't I don't think that they personally I didn't feel like they were shoehorned in. Um, as far as like events that I'd like to see added, um, I uh, it is wild to me. That we haven't had anything for Pride yet. Yeah, that's that is something that uh, I mean, um, maybe some ship skins along those lines or something like that that could that could highlight that. That would no, I want. Okay, I, I I'm gonna hate myself and love myself for saying this. I know uh, what I want. I want rainbow coloured flame trails. I want rainbows on everything. <laughs> if you if you've seen my if you've seen my car selection in Forza, you will know that I have rainbows on rainbow every single beam ship. Lasers. Rainbow I want, beam lasers. I want rainbow everything. Um, if I if I can have pride colours on my ship, on my um, I mean, if I'm being super pedantic, what I'd really love to see would be pride, trans, non-binary, all of the all of the uh, um, other fantastic, fantastic flags um, that that are um, specific to other denominations but i will settle for pride <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that that would be that'd be quite nice i mean i'm and i'm a little bit more um niche in this regard the 25th of may I, i'd like some kind of towel item being made there because that is supposed to be um Towel day for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Would you have had it at Beetlejuice then? That might have been a nice place. 
Some, something involving towels on the 25th of May would be very, very nice. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Just because I know that um, Douglas Adams had a, had um, a big influence on the original Elite. Uh, so that was that would be quite nice. We were getting people... Um, we're getting people asking for a Paddy's Day event. Paddy's so basically, basically Paddy's everybody Day. has green ships and shoots yeah, green lasers. Why? <laughs> Speaking as a Scottish person, why the hell has Paddy's Day taken off and St Andrew's Day hasn't? Because there's a lot just more. As much as the as the Irish do. Because Probably there's the a American lot more. Yeah, there's more Americans that do this. Yeah, but that, that's of, why a lot of Scottish people got kicked out of Scotland to go to live in America as well. It wasn't Not as just the Irish. Yeah, but there's more people that claim to be. Yeah, but there's more people in America who claim to be from Irish heritage than any other. Mate, yeah, um, um, is, it's not. I don't. I don't know. I'll take you. Is it? Is it just that? Um, that Guinness is more of a recognisable brand yeah. than Buckfast. <laughs> hey, we've got tenants too. <laughs> I made myself laugh. Ah, oh, dear, Sean. Yeah, it's interesting we because my first exposure to these sort of in-game events was, and please take as many drinks as you like, was Guild Wars One, and likely followed by Guild Wars Two, and they are very, very big. Mm-hmm. on these sort of events. And they actually did quite a good job of dovetailing into the lore of the game. So, for example, for Chinese New Year, there is a continent in Guild Wars called Cantha, which which is a Chinese-Asian sort of themed continent. So that was then Cantha New Year, and there was a whole, there's a whole series of events around that in-game content. And the, the towns become decorated with Chinese lanterns and there's the Chinese dragon beams and it's all, the whole town completely changes. Um, Valentine's, they did some um, in-store, in-game store items like uh, bunches of roses and you could you could pass bunches of roses to people um, for Valentine's Day or you could throw them at people and they would catch them. So you'd th- find someone AFK, you'd throw a bunch of roses at them and then come back and they'd be suddenly uh, all dressed up in Valentine's outfits, which was quite fun to do. Easter, they had like an egg hunt. Um, that's all to do with children and making the children happy. Uh, Halloween, there was uh, something called Mad King Thorn, who people would, uh, they started off by celebrating his demise, and then they celebrated his, his return. And there's a whole, basically the whole in-game world becomes Halloween-themed. And there's literally hundreds of events and items, and they'd really go big time for Halloween, yeah. as you'd expect from an American company. Uh, Christmas as well, this is Winter's Day, they call it. And um, again, the whole game world gets gets that. But where I'm, where I'm thinking about is, for Elite, is, you know, we spoke about the, the Spooders and the, the Ghost Ship and stuff. Do they do the same sort of story? It comes back every year, or do, do you think they should keep it as a one-off special, or is there something they can have a repeating event yeah. of? I, I know what you mean because the, in other MMOs, they've always had you know a Halloween event or a Christmas event or an Easter event. Um, you know, 
<laughs> it was um, I, I remember in the Matrix Online basically they would explain that one of the older versions of the Matrix has been has has been uploaded by accident, which was basically a whole load of zombies, and you had to defend the existing Matrix from the old zombie Matrix, which was, which, you know, it, it made sense in a in a kind of weird way. But um, yeah, it, I think the only way that this can really work is they really need to come up with a. Not a full-blown of oh, something new every year. I mean, obviously, they could repeat um, cosmetics that they've, they've done in previous years, but um, I, th I think if they're going to do... They, they can't do a ghost ship thing again because that was part of the main plot, so... No, but and they didn't. They did the spider thing the, the, hmm. either the following year or the year after. No, it must have been the following year. Yeah, but, it was Adam um, Master than Spiders. Yeah, Adam Master than Spiders. I was see because this time, like not this time last year, but when it came around to Halloween this year, I was expecting them to reveal who the witch was because the name lends itself to the yes. season, you know. Um, yeah, the the difficulty I think with coming up with these new ideas is that eventually you push the concept too far. And you start thinking, hang on a minute, they've, they've kind of overdone this. The the, the advantage Guild Wars, etc., has done, and incidentally, uh, sorry, they did do a uh, LGBTQ plus event when they do them regularly, where they give away um, rainbow dyes for your armor and stuff like that, and the, the, the stuff for breast cancer and St. Patrick's Day. So they really go out for it. But if you have to produce special content each year, that then becomes an additional drain on development resource and time to come up with stuff and put it in game every year. Whereas what ArenaNet did is they established something that can be almost automated and everyone enjoys it because it only comes around once a year. And they, they don't mind um, if your coffee apples or whatever it is come down once a year because you farm enough and they last for all year. So that sort of thing, I'm just thinking of the um, repeatability of it in terms of development resource. I don't know that we've had, like, anything like that, apart from the fact that, the, just in general, the gameplay loops are relatively repetitive. <laughs> um, so having one gameplay loop that is comes around once a year. I don't know how they would shoe that, how they would, let's say, shoehorn that in to um, the way that Elite plays. I don't know, Ben? Sorry, Norman has just lost me with having found Iron Brew Haggis and I need this in my life. Um, you were saying how they would justify shoe. Uh, Putting something in on a, on a repeating business. Um, no, no, no. It was about places. putting something new. So we we talked about the ghost ships, talked about the spoons, we talked about these other things, and they're all unique content yeah. that's been done every year. And then, but it then becomes a a contest. So can you raise the bar the next year, or what new can we do in? And it becomes a. Um, I think you know, Easter would be the ideal one for me because I would. How awesome would it be to get a mission? to go and do essentially a scavenger hunt around some of the Odyssey bases. Yeah, I'd love to do that kind of thing. Um, and we know that Frontier can enable and disable miss mission types relatively simply. So I guess once you've got it in, you don't need to 
You can get it in, keep it on over Easter, and then take it out again, can't you? I, I guess what you could do, you, I mean, we've got a whole galaxy, certainly a bubble, mm. you can base events on. So, for example, you could have a Lave Independence Day that came out once a year. You know, you could have the M- Empire's Day or whatever it is. You oh, can think of events in universe. Inve- yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, could could there be like a um, a week long or, or a fortnight long celebration of um, the first the first like gen- what, the first time that the generation ships left? You know that date. Those first generation ships that went because we know like a lot of them made it. Obviously, so it's not like a um, something to be um, to not be celebrated. But that first like. Um, big elite dangerous achievement of the the generation ships leaving i feel should be something that is commemorated in game um rather than just being a law point maybe we could have like some kind of celebration each year to celebrate this that happened if that falls on a time that is like um easter and then you have to go around all of the generation ships and find specific flags and they give that gives you extra things let's say hypothetically they do something like that and we do this pilgrimage to the unfortunate generation ships that that did not make it for example and we can do that big pilgrimage and that gives us extra materials or some kind of commemorative thing that you do that coming around each year wouldn't be wouldn't be too shabby yeah because in guild wars one as i say the these the winter's day the halloween and stuff each year for five or six years they gave away a different hat so you could have a hat collection based on what year's events you went to and 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 you did so you can do that sort of thing and I, I do like the idea of giving cosmetic or something, something strange as a reward. Yeah, you can well. even you can even do a CG, couldn't you, for a couple of weeks? I don't know. Spread spread Lavian joy around the galaxy by dropping off Lavian brandy at various places for two weeks. Anything like that, you know? Um, spreading around peanut butter. Lavian peanut butter. Not- you're getting your jobby round, don't you? Uh, oh, right, not, not some Marmite peanut butter. <laughs> Spreading colours jobby around the universe. Show uh, title, job done. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, on. God, no. No, that is not the show title. No. Um, <laughs> or are you doing that on purpose just so that they, they read that on the live stream? You bloody know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to go down well. <clears throat> but, but yeah, something something like that, like a um, uh, an an event that that commemorates something that has actually happened within the elite universe, rather than sitting it in something. I know Easter is like in the same way that Christmas is. To some extent, Easter has um, been adapted by lot people of lots of different faiths and things. Um, and like as a as a time when when children eat chocolate, but um, if we if you if you can keep it outside of the realms of like that that kind of religious sphere, mm. um, but put it around that sort of. Well, we need uh, buckyball day. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, or, or anything, you know, just, um, although that said, pride is not religious. 
So I would like pride, please. So, so it's a bit of a Grinch question, and because it's my job to be the Grinch sometimes on this show, it seems. Um, being a bit of a Grinch question is, would we rather they spend the development time adding all year round content or fixing bugs or whatever it is, or would we, or would we like more of these sort of events? I, well, look, it, it's getting a balance, isn't it? I mean, having an event every week is for one particular thing or another. It 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 just gets out of hand, you know. You look at some of the things like, oh, did you know it's such and such awareness week or such and such? you can't be doing that because then it'd be too much content just to cover these one things. If you stick to the main ones, then uh, you know, like Halloween and Christmas, those seem to be the bit the, the two big ones. Um, that would probably be about just about the right amount of effort, special effort that you need to do. But and admitted, <laughs> admittedly, it would be nice if every now and again there was an extra thing like I don't know Pride or or Towel Day or I mean, you know. I mean, not every now and again, every year. Pride happens every year. It's very important. Yeah, but it's something you it's something you turn on and then turn off again. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like honestly. Skins in game would be fine for me for Pride. Like if I had to spend arcs and it went to like a um uh um LGBTQ plus charity, if I had to spend like or, or buy some arcs and a portion of the arcs that I spent went to um the Trevor Project or um some uh, another another charity some kind of some some appropriate charity that frontier had picked because there's there were a fair few especially within the community management of um frontier generally there were a fair few people who are part of the lgbtq plus community and the fact that the fact that there isn't something in elite as another as another member of that community makes me incredibly sad and disappointed because they've had years to do something and all I'm asking for is a rainbow ship skin. Like, literally, put it on an anaconda and I will buy a fucking anaconda if I have to. Sorry, sorry. Can we put it onto an imperial cutter? Yeah, sure, I've got one of those. Okay, good. So, <laughs> so in, in general then, because, there's just, again, I'm thinking quite cynically, is I would rather have... I mean, I've got no problems with the Pride events and stuff like that. It's the it's the rewards for doing that. I would rather have the rewards for taking part in it than getting my card out and spending money on it, if you see what I mean. Because yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 it shows a support if you spend your time on it. And I guess you could argue time is money. But, you know, if you actually do a series of content in-game and you're your trophy, if you like, your reward for doing that is this skin, this whatever it is you're after, that for me shows a greater degree of participation in the event than, oh, that's a nice skin. I, I like that topic. Ching, ching. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... Oh, no, go, go ahead. On, no, 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 go you... ahead. No, go on, sorry. It's okay. For me, for me um, yes, to, like, I would rather spend, spend money and have that money um, reflect towards an organisation that is helping people within um, that market. This is specifically for Pride. I don't think, I don't think that, that a Pride event is quite necessarily the, the right course of action. This is just, just Pride in relation to anything else. 
I would love to have an event like, for example, like Miggles was suggesting, like the founding of the Pilots Federation, and um, or I, I like the the generation ships leaving something based on in-game law. But just give me something for Pride. I, I think the the other part of that is is that if it's available to buy in the store, for me, part of it thinks that's said company cashing in. Or, you know, I'm thinking, what Frontier Gower, if they make ARC sales? It's kind of like, I don't know, it's almost like the people who, uh, when they donate some to charity, they stand in front of TV cameras with a giant check. And it's like saying, well, how much are you doing this? Because you get to stand in front of TV with your company name and a giant check. Or how much is it because you care about the issue you're giving money to? So, but anyway, different different point. Very different point. Um Meanwhile, in the back, in the <laughs> back and back with these events, I mean, I mean, how can you elite dangerize it? Elite, what events could you actually have for Valentine's Day? Is it going to be basically delivering boxes of chocolates to certain places? Yeah, we could deliver chocolates or flowers around the galaxy as some kind of CG thing, couldn't we? Only if I get to have an outfit that makes me look like the milk tray man. <laughs> you, you, you basically want to be look like a James Bond knockoff then. Well, you could do with Odyssey now, couldn't you? You could have the milk tray man outfit in. True. Very true. And you've got to take it from one settlement to another without, without being detected. Because, you know, obviously if, if you are detected, then, you know, that's... I think if I was doing content for Valentine's Day, I would I would have a Valentine's message in every commander's mailbox inbox, but it would be generated for an NPC. You wouldn't know who it's from. You'd just say, be my Valentine, meet me in Blade, whatever. And then when you turned up, there was a complete pirate fleet there trying to blow you up. That would be... Of course, yeah, there, there, there's Shan's approach to Valentine's Day, just pain and, and suffering. April Fool's. Oh, what an April Fool's trick. Would you want April Fool's? Because that would be a really fun thing to do in game, wouldn't it? No, because April Fool's will just be a whole load of people saying, wait till this comes out on console. No, 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 I, no April Fool's event in game, not a not a frontier trolling people or anything like that, but basically, you lead them on a wild goose chase and you pick up the reward and it's a canister of bio-waste or something silly like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, yeah, these, these, it, it would be nice to have these kind of things in. It's, it's just, you get the feeling that it would take a, it's just that we've been waiting for ages for extra missions to come in. And uh, yeah, they do seem to take a long time to create. They do, and, and that's where it comes back to: is it worth the effort for only a couple of couple of days or a week or so? Yeah. Okay. Um, has anybody got any other holidays that they'd like to that they'd like to see put in? I mean, obviously, you could have something like I don't know, Leave Day or things like that. When apparently Leave became independent from the Alliance or from the dictatorship, depending on which one you want to choose. See, I think actually, you say about that, I think a a LaveCon day would be good because there's an awful lot of people who can't make it to LaveCon for whatever reason. And I think having in-game events when LaveCon happens is a way for them to join in 
even though they can't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, idea. Uh, CG in the past, haven't we? We have. Um, they were, in the run-up to, to LeaveCon, it was um, Deliver Leave Brandy or something, wasn't it? Yeah. To somewhere. Can't remember where. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we did have that. <laughs> um, Evans suggested in chat a May Bank holiday mission. Yes, that is get off the motorway <laughs> out of the traffic jam, I think, on May Bank holiday. But yeah, I think a LaveCon day, something something to get people involved in stuff that can't be there. I think that would be a good thing to do, personally. I like uh, Katiana's suggestion of googly eyes on helmets for April the 1st. That's what I they do in that, Overwatch. That'd be fantastic. They, they give everyone that, googly yeah. eyes in Overwatch. Did, did it Malik do it all year? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, um, I think we'll wrap this one up. Um, it would be nice to see um, some more um, events in Elite Dangerous. We'll just have to wait and see whether or not they do anything. Um, although, Psychic, if I think if you drop a, a hint to... Me- have you mentioned this to any of the um, the CMs? Why? Well, about the Pride Day. Well, I've, I, I, I sing it all the time. Mm. Okay. I just wondered whether or not they knew. That's all. Uh, but, yeah. So, moving on, we shall look at the community corner. Uh, now, obviously, we have the big announcement today. Uh, LaveCon. Uh, HWS is happy to announce that LaveCon 2022 is taking place on July the 16th slash 17th at the Kent's Hill Park uh, in Milton Keynes. Um, there are some small changes to the hotel costs, which uh, they need to factor in, and the venue itself has quite a different layout, and we'll be letting everybody know the details as soon as they can. Now, um, they have some more steps that they, that people need to be made aware of before um, everything happens. Uh, we were hoping to have Karen on tonight, but um, I'm afraid uh, that's not really happened tonight. Uh, we're, we know that the um, the website and social media is going to be updated with details, including the venue information, maps and access. Uh, emails will be sent to everyone with rolled over ticket or previous book with a rolled over ticket or previous booking that has not been refunded. Uh, you'll be getting an email soon. Um, emails will also be sent out to the HWS mailing list. Um, the there will be new ticket bookings available on the website soon. We will ask people to be patient while we get all these things sorted. Um, we'll get information out to people as soon as possible. Uh, please do not email us when asking about the booking, will, when a booking will be open, or what's happening with your previous booking. We'll be putting that information out as soon as we can. Um, they are going to be taking bookings for hotel rooms on the Friday and the Sunday nights, but please do not book your rooms via the website, for, uh, for the hotel website for this. Um, because uh, they've got, uh, I think they've got a, a, a deal or something. You do all your bookings via HCS rather than yeah. via the website. Yeah. Um, and please do email us with any concerns that we have that you know, 
that we are not likely to address. But be, please be patient for a response. Um, if it's being answered publicly, we may not give you an individual response. Again, please do read our website for updates. So we'll put a link to the HWS website in in the um, in the show notes. Uh, and I guess we'll just have to wait to hear from uh, from Karen and when tickets will be made available. I must admit, um, I think a lot of people are beginning to look forward to this. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so psyched for for <laughs> first time in two two yeah, years, three, three years. Yeah. So. Again, Frontier has said that, that they'll be there at some capacity. They've uh, they've got to talk with um, with Karen and Alan about what's what's going to be happening this year. So um, we can't even give you any details whether or not there's going to be a Frontier panel like there used to be. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. I'm afraid. I do have I do. slightly good news as well about it. Um, I was speaking to John from Spider Mind Games. Mm-hmm. And he needs again. He needs to speak to Oliver. Yeah. But we are most likely to have some kind of Spider Mind Games thing, and we will hopefully be doing some kind of of RPG with them. Hopefully live on the live at LaveCon, um, and possibly, hopefully, also, also, um. Like we'll do a we'll do like a, a setup sort of recorded or live or something like that um, before LaveCon and then leading into the the finale at LaveCon again. Oh right, so you want to do a a kind of two parter where the the oh, finale right. happens at at LaveCon. Okay. Um, oh, obviously, I think we're going to try and manage it so that episode four hundred of Lave Radio is broadcast. This is one of the reasons why I suggested it being a two-parter. Yeah, so that uh, you you're going to get extra leave uh, radio content until until then, just so that we can say this is our fourth hundred episode coming live from LaveCon. Well, well, extra morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, well, extra radio content is either an incentive to come to LaveCon or flee, isn't it? I mean. <laughs> it is a bit, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to hope. For, fingers crossed if all all goes to plan. So yeah. So hopefully we'll see a lot of you there. Fingers crossed. Item two on the community corner. We have been challenged, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Hillbilly Redneck Radio, that's loose screws to everybody else, would like to take on as many uh, Lave Radio people or even Lave Radio listeners at Horizons CQC this this Sunday. Um, it will be at nine at, at nineteen hundred hours server time, which is I think eighteen hundred hours GMT uh, on Sunday the seventeenth. Uh, I think this is because Chig uh, would like to have more targets. <laughs> They've got Chig on their hands, haven't they? Yes, and he's Jesus good. Jesus Christ, not a chance, mate. <laughs> he is quite good, yes. Uh, yeah, no, he would be. Yeah. So, uh, honour demands that we turn up. 
we, we turn up and get massacred. <laughs> oh, I, I would show up and get massacred, but I'm afraid I'm being a father because it's Easter. Oh, that's not, I'm being told it's 8, 8 BST. Sorry. And Commander Chig's in the chat saying that he's not. <laughs> he's not good. That's that's what that that's like someone who's very good at poker turning up at the table saying, I'm a newbie, take it yeah, easy. I, on I've me. never played poker before. <laughs> yeah. I believe you thousands wouldn't. Um but So yeah, yeah I mean I'll, I I'll, can't take take part, but I, I approve of this action. Yes, well I'm I'm going to <laughs> Everybody says, oh, you'll be safe. You just need a cheese chaff launcher. <laughs> I'll keep Jig off you. <sighs> I guess no one else knows about Jig's fascination with cheese. <laughs> he is, he is the, 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 um, the American equivalent of Wallace. Just like a nice bit of Wensleydale. <laughs> But I think the more important thing that's happening this weekend, Buckyball Race 3. I'm so excited. I know, so am I. It's going to be a really good one as well. It's going to be nonsense. I know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm determined to, to get out of the one point club. I, I don't want to be. A, I mean, admittedly, Psychic, you're 12th and I'm a lot further down the, the, the list, but we're both still in the same points. I, I've, I'm sorry. I want to be out of the one point club this time for it's, this it's one. A tr- it's a tricky race. And it like, is. I, only reading it, I've been like, oh. Jesus. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm like super looking forward to it because um, it, it will literally consume my life from that <laughs> Tuesday onwards. Well, um, get your ships to Dublin Citadel in the Gateway System because race three in the Magic Eight Ball Championship, the Wiccan Beware race, starts this Saturday, sixteenth of April, and runs until the following Sunday, twenty fourth of April. Once again, the gloves shields are off. But this time we're trading cargo and flying through tunnels. Why? With Buckyball, there is no why. Only do. And if you don't like it, you can bribe, blame our host for this month, Commander Sulu. Full details on the forum thread as usual. Yes, now this is based on the uh, starting mission for Frontier First Encounters called the um, the Wiccan Run. And um, some the Buckyballers have taken taken that and made an elite dangerous version and it involves flying through a tunnel and this is the best bit you get a time penalty for each meter per second you are under 200 meters per second so if i fly under fly through that tunnel at 150 meters a second i get a 50 second time penalty you've got to do it fast and you've got to get it right and I don't think you can get anything bigger than a Cobra through there. So I'm oh. looking forward to see some of those other ships. So, Epiphus and I have a little bit of a race in Corvettes. <laughs> so we are 100% both giving it a go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a squeeze. And how many tons of Vaseline will you need to get your Corvette through that um, tunnel? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking um, 
I'm going to go mostly on hopes and prayers and see how much that gets me through. I've heard that they work really well for people, so hopes and prayers it is. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, that's that's going to be uh, an interesting, interesting buckyball. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to do better than... Um, Max Verstappen did at the weekend. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we would also like to announce that Alan Stroud has also a book launch this week. Uh, now, for those of you who are unaware, this is actually a sequel to the, the previous one that he had, which I've got a copy of somewhere, which I was just about to... Um, to look at. It's resilient to the Fractal series. He's launching it at EasterCon this weekend. I think, if I remember correctly, is EasterCon not in Birmingham near the NEC? Uh, EasterCon, I think it is, yes. Yeah, because I'm sure my, my um, I, I ran over from, um, oh, Insomnia. So Insomnia was over at the NEC and... Alan was over doing booky things over at a hotel next to the NEC, basically. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's resilient, which is a follow-up to his previous yeah book, which was fearless. That was it. Uh, which I actually, I've still got a copy of it. I did enjoy reading the fearless, so uh, um, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll, I'll be getting a copy of that at some point. Anyway, um, so we do have our um, yeah our uh, mostly clueless section. Um, this is again from Domzilla twenty one twelve. Now I know this might sound a pretty dumb thing to I think everybody else here um, to collect stuff in your SRV. You've got to have it targeted, and obviously your, your cargo scoop open. The amount of times that I've I've heard of I've seen newbies drive over the same thing again and again and again and wonder why they're not picking stuff up. You have to have it obviously targeted to pick up, which I know it sounds noddy, but um, I had I had someone come in my chat. I think either Friday or Monday, and say. I, I don't understand why am I not picking up something in my SRV. So um, it absolutely happens all the time. That is a really good mostly cleaner section. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. Um, obviously. Right. We've got any other business. Obviously, we do, we've touched on um, Resilient at Eastercom. Uh, apparently, it's also going to be wine there as well. So that, that's always useful. Um, now, you have an extra bit of any other business site. I do, I do, and it's kind of self-indulgent, so you'll have to you'll have to bear with me a little tiny bit. Fifty-two weeks ago today, on an on a live uh, radio episode, a very early one in my live radio career, I lost absolutely my train of thought or whatever I was doing because I had an email drop into my inbox saying that I'd been partnered by Twitch and I cannot believe that it is 52 weeks ago. I can't, I do have no idea where that year has gone, but because of that, tomorrow is my partnerversary and um, I will be celebrating. So if you're free, drop by and say hello. Um, there's my, there's my self-indulgent 
um, ramblings. Yeah, I remember that site. It was it was it was really cool. Actually, I can't believe it. Because all of a sudden you went quiet, and then all, then there was this yay thing, and yeah, and it's like what's going well, on? It was um, it was like uh, the, when you when you apply when you apply when you get the nod to be able to apply for Twitch Partner, it tells you that um, you'll get like a response within two weeks, and I think I was in like week fifteen by that point, waiting for someone to get back to me, and it had gone into um, got the application had gone into an overflow queue, so I was a little bit. <laughs> sort of chomping at the bit and thinking that I was never going to hear anything at that point. But yeah, it was 52 weeks, exactly 52 weeks ago um, that happened. Yeah, do you see, this is the thing, Psychic. I still think of you as um, someone who only joined sort of five A year ago. ago. I, I, it has. It's just struck me now that it's been more than a year we've had you on Leave Radio. It's been like uh, maybe like a year and three weeks, something like that. There's not, there's not like a huge overlap between them. So, yay! <laughs> well, don't act so. Oh, sorry, Colin. <laughs> I, I was being positive there. How, how I managed to, how I've managed to put up with you guys for so long is beyond me. Well, no, no one gets sacked from Lay Radio, so you know. <laughs> it's all right, Shan. Give me time. That's why I'm still here. Yeah. This, the, I was going to say these things can be arranged. <laughs> right. Uh, has anybody else got any other business? I guess not. Then. Hang on. I'll do that. I should mention I'm not going to be around next week because, as I said earlier, I'm doing family things. It's Easter, so. Yeah, Easter. Easter is Easter, which is always fun. Um, right. Well, we don't have any questions of the week. I will say thanks to everybody who's um, contributed to little comments to our YouTube channel over the last couple of weeks. That's, that's been quite nice to see. Um, mostly um, a couple of comments. I would actually read them out, but unfortunately it seems that my internet is just dying a death tonight so it'll it'll be ages and the last thing people want is man looks up stuff on internet while trying to broadcast so um i guess we can do some shout outs so first of all our sister station um hutton orbital radio it broadcasts on a thursday uh at 8 30 you can tune in at twitch.tv hutton orbital truckers or just go for the audio at radio.forthemug.com uh, for the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discordme slash elite dangerous. Uh, CQC. Um, we're also giving shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which have appeared over the last year. Uh, that's Allegrab AM, Black Sky Legion, Canon Podcast, Spanish Speakers have the Elite Cast, there's the Fatherhood Podcast. Who do we have on Flight Assist this week? Okay. A little-known commander by the name of Commander Newell Turner. You might know him. Ooh. You may you may possibly have heard of him. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. The name sounds familiar, but I can't... You might know him things. more about more like the Chris Mock 4 or Dower Scotsman. Any of those names might might ring a bell. <laughs> can we play a quick quick game as well, actually? Pick two items near you, and that's the name of your next ship. <laughs> so, Colin, two items... Glass screwdriver. What? Something screwdriver. Glass screwdriver. That works, yeah. Sigh. 
Um, a Boba Fett fan. Shan? Those are three words. Oh, um, got a really messy desk, so I have to choose something. Um, uh, I don't know. Do think quickly, what jumps out at you that isn't going to get you arrested? Um, okay, uh, Glass Hotess. Yeah, I could work. And uh, I guess I'll go with my uh, Vaseline Kraken, I think. <laughs> oh, you got Vaseline on your desk? I don't want to know the... Why did I ask the question that I didn't need to I know the answer to? I got on my desk for chapped lips. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Miss Psychic Smut section for ages. Oh, dear. <laughs> Can't help it if it waits itself. No, just no. Right. Oh, you got ben, Ben's Ben's slippery gobby in the guys. <laughs> no, we did uh, Ben the other week, and that's another pardon? story. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the Vaseline's there. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we've just um, we've killed Ben. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let me just apologise to the guard frequency because you've just got the the smut mentioned before you. There's obviously loose screws. Stay cheesy. Uh, squeaking fuel <laughs> system chat. Uh, obviously, there's the data slate podcast that Alan Stroud's uh, created. Following this, we do have um, the latest Galnet News Digest as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd like to thank everyone who's chipped in in the Twitch chat, and what in, who in-game commanders have we got right there, Ben? Oh, I've been running around shooting people and being exploded by commanders Neil Turner and Miggles. Excellent. Um, so yeah, Miggles, I, 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 Miggles went off and I'm sure he deliberately shot a barrel next to me that then exploded all over me and killed me. So I, I'm... Can, can, we, can we... I think from now on we'll have to... Well, I, when you have been backstabbed by someone else uh, on your team, yeah, you've been you've been bruised, mm. or you've had the full garrido. How does how does that sound? <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, we yes. were doing so well, but then we got garridoed. Yeah, uh, Psychic's here, uh, Bad Beyond's here, uh, and Halo Fanatics has been about. Uh, I think that's all I've seen this evening, if I remember correctly. I think that's everybody. Commander Miggles is claiming it wasn't deliberate. Or mm. was it? Dun, dun, dun. Likely story. Yeah. <laughs> Paynex <laughs> says, Garrido shot first. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Winterbeat is saying, I, had, I have chapped hips, apparently. I said lips. On my mouth. On my face. Uh, well, <laughs> where else <laughs> would you look? <laughs> We'll not go into that in, in this not family friendly podcast. Uh, listen, I'm I'm really worried about this biology lesson that we're all gonna get off air now. I'll tell you. Um right. So special thanks of course to Commander Tokuso, JN Tracks, and Alice Stroud who have created music for this show. Uh, but that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio. And you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat. And you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. 
Do get in touch if you have any questions or if you've got anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Ben, thanks to Psykit, and thanks to Shan. And special thanks goes to today's tech specialist, Commander Ventura. Uh, so until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. fast approaching, there's speculation about what the next big event in the galaxy is likely to be. There are ongoing stories in Federal, Alliance, Imperial and Independent space, all of which might make for something exciting for commanders to be doing in the coming week. But which will it be? Let's review what's been going on in the galaxy and, and what might be our special Easter surprise. Colonia Bridge is done and dusted. There's a string of megaships joining the bubble to Colonia, and there are six starports commanders could choose to call home should they wish. There have been no more unpleasant surprises like the Holloway Biosciences Research Facility 15 that was found during construction, and which hinted at the existence of a dredger clan that practices cannibalism. The Phagos clan. If they do exist, this mysterious clan is out among the stars. We may never hear of them again. Archon Delane seems to be happy enough with his new luxury starports around the galaxy and with the income from the illegal part of the trade in Onionhead Gamma Strain. He suffered Thargoid damage to California Freeport in the California Nebula, the only starport ever to be attacked there, but it has long since been repaired and remains a sumptuous and wealthy starport in a beautiful location, just the place for the tourist trade, 
which is a far more reliable way of parting people from their credits than piracy ever was. There seems little likelihood that President Hudson's proposal to change the law to allow him to run for the presidency for an unprecedented third term in 3309 will cause any immediate trouble. The proposal for the so-called Hudson contravention has been kicked into the long grass of a federal subcommittee, with every expectation that their deliberations will last for months, if not years. The Federation is a dull place, at least for now. The Alliance has a little more going for it in terms of potential interest. The Sirius Corporation has its paternal eye on the Alliance, with four megaships occupying Alliance systems and prepared to leap to the Alliance's defence, should an unexpected infestation of Thargoids in the core systems suddenly break out. The Riort Mining Coalition failed to depart from the Alliance following a massive bribe by the Sirius Corporation for the system to remain within the Alliance, so dissent amongst member systems seems to have been eliminated. Sirius hasn't bothered deploying megaships to the Coalsack, Witchhead or California nebulas, which are the places Thargoids actually go. Megaships are renowned for their utter uselessness in fighting Thargoids, but it doesn't really matter if Sirius is planning to hide in the least likely systems to actually see any Thargoid activity. Prime Minister Mann has agreed that the arrangement will be for a three-month trial period, so the clock is ticking. It's not clear when the three months started. If it was the 9th of March when the trial was announced, then it'll run until early June. But if the trial runs from the 13th of January, when the megaships first entered Alliance systems, it could finish as early as tomorrow. Over in the Empire, the reinstated Emperor Arissa, who managed to get herself kidnapped and was missing for more than a year without anyone realising, has failed to persuade the Marlinist colonists to swear allegiance to the throne her Imperial Bottom currently occupies. The offer had been for military protection for the colonies and better trade relations. However, the Marlinists still seemed to be smarting from the injustices meted out to them by the Imperial Navy when Senator Petraeus imposed system-wide lockdowns and sent combat forces against the megaships that were attempting to evacuate civilians from the war zones. It is interesting to realise in retrospect that these strikes took place during a time after the Emperor's final public engagement before she was kidnapped in September 3306. There are some who claim to have seen her as late as February 3307, but given the deepfake technology used by the kidnappers to pretend that the Emperor was still in charge, how reliable can these sightings be? In fact, how sure can we be that the Emperor currently on the throne is the real Emperor Arissa? The terrorist Neo-Marlinists appear to have been defeated once and for all in Madrid, and latterly, the mercenary group that had been training them, Darkwater Inc., was defeated in Summerland, and the so-called Lords of Restoration, who were the brains behind the whole false flag operation, and whose goal had been the restoration of executive power to the Senate, cutting the Duval dynasty out of the political loop, were arrested. These Lords have been held captive for two months now, with no indication that they will be brought to trial or summarily sentenced for their crimes. There has been very little activity from the Thargoids recently, with three systems in the bubble remaining under relatively low levels of incursion. 
and the strange anomaly, Lembas in the Witchhead Nebula, which seems to be locked in a permanent state of marginal Thargoid incursion. But perhaps the Thargoids hold the key to the most likely events that may soon befall the galaxy, and that's the ongoing power struggle between Aegis and Salvation for control of the anti-Thargoid industry. Aegis has been on the ropes for some time. It lost its supply of Guardian research materials when the Alexandra megaship was sabotaged and then raided. With government funding from the three superpowers severely cut back amid allegations of incompetence, the organisation has been operating on a skeleton staff, placing megaships in Thargoid attacked systems, but unable to undertake any research or proactive defence. Many of the senior staff have resigned or been forced to leave. Admiral Aidan Tanner is under military detention after he accused Salvation of deliberately provoking Thargoids to attack and after he took direct action against Taurus Mining Ventures to try to force them to reveal more information about the secretive scientist. His court-martial has been put on indefinite hold, following the revelation by Professor Albert Tezro, one-time head of research in Aegis, and engineer Ram Tar, that Salvation's superweapon appears to use technology that might be considered as unethical. Quite why the court-martial was halted remains unclear, as Tanner was certainly responsible for the loss of the megaship Musashi. Pitted against Aegis, we have Salvation and his faction, Taurus Mining Ventures. Salvation mysteriously appeared from nowhere, round about the time we started finding out about what may have been the first reliably documented encounter with Thargoids by a company called Azimuth Biochemicals 200 years ago. Azimuth was secretly researching using Guardian and Thargoid technologies to develop a superweapon, but the research team went missing. With Salvation's help, commanders found that the crew of the Azimuth Anaconda Proteus had indeed developed a working prototype weapon, using a Guardian relic, but it had misfired and killed them all. Their secret had lain undiscovered for nearly 200 years. Shortly after the Proteus was rediscovered, Salvation developed his own superweapon, seemingly also using Guardian relics. In a demonstration firing in the Kornsar system, which had inexplicably become infested with Thargoids, the weapon proved successful in wiping out all the Thargoids in the system, destroying some ships and forcing the remainder to flee. Salvation used the weapon three times more in systems in the Pleiades, and once again the Thargoid incursions were immediately cleared. Salvation promised at the end of last year that he was preparing a far more deadly superweapon, one that'll wipe the Thargoids out completely. Nothing has yet been seen of this weapon, but his faction, Taurus Mining Ventures, has just finished collecting another megaship full of Guardian relics. So perhaps he has something planned for the near future. But there's more to the story of Azimuth Biochemicals. We discovered last year that they were still active in 3303, less than five years ago, trying to engineer a Chimera Thargoid scout piloted by a human. And they appear to be implicated in the loss of the Aegis megaship Alexandria. Evidence found in the wreck points to the so-called Witch, who runs Azimuth having ordered the megaship to be raided for its cargo, with the crew left to die of cold and suffocation. 
salvation appears to have known a lot about the ancient research by Azimuth, and there are those who believe there may be a link between salvation and Azimuth. If that were true, then salvation may have directly benefited from the cargo looted from the Alexandria. Perhaps the stolen guardian relics from the Alexandria were used to fire his superweapon. With so few Thargoid incursions, there doesn't seem to be a need for any more superweapon action. But with Salvation seemingly able to summon Thargoids at will, perhaps there will be a convenient resurgence of Thargoids just when Salvation is ready. Perhaps that's what will happen over Easter. Or of course, it may be that we'll find ourselves tasked with delivering seasonal goods, such as leathery eggs to the Egger 431 system, or to Boil platform, to appease the wrath of the Galactic Easter Bunny. You never can tell. <laughs> <laughs>